Hey, welcome to the podcast by HDBU. Thanks for joining us today. We want this to inspire you, to help you grow in faith and give you the tools to thrive in life. Welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to the HDBU Youth Podcast. Um, today we'll be discussing the Bible and kind of interpreting that. Today I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Ellie Valentine. Um, I attend the 430, I'm in sixth form. Yo, 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 it's your boy JKB, a.k.a. John from <laughs> Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing HB College at the moment, mm. and I'm specialised in youth ministry. Uh, my name's Ethan. Uh, I'm currently doing a degree in theology and youth ministry. Come Strong. on, come on. Okay, <laughs> so kind of prepping this, I was really, this sounds stupid, but I was really, like, intrigued what the definition of the Bible was. Mm. But, like, basically, it talks about how it's a divine inspiration, and I think kind of the word inspiration is really key. Um, when kind of understanding the nature of the Bible and how it never claims to be the like direct word of God, which I think kind of has two ends to that kind of idea because there's kind of the idea that it allows for us to relate to it more if we know that it's written by humans. Um, but then also that maybe is there room for n- not necessarily human error, but some sort of, of interpretation. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, Metaphors. Yeah, and so... Mm. Basically, I was wondering as well, like, when interpreting the Bible metaphorically, where would you draw the line? And kind of, are there, well, there's certainly books in the Bible that are designed to be a form of art. And I'm not sure I necessarily always look at art and see it literally. Um, and so, yeah, where would you kind of draw the line? We've gone we've gone in hard kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. So... I mean, my knowledge of the Bible is quite limited, but to my understanding, I think there's three main kind of literary types. So Mm -hmm. there's like poetic, there's like poems, there's stories, parables. um, I don't know all three, but I think understanding the context, understanding, okay, so this writing, what form are they writing? Mm -hmm. Um, Just context in general. So who they are, what is their position? um, like what what were they going through at that time i think one that comes to mind is paul when he's in prison in ephesians and it's like okay this guy's thrown in prison Mm -hmm. um, but he's writing letters back to the people in ephesus um and that's really helped me Mm -hmm. uh kind of develop a new understanding and a deeper understanding of the text Mm -hmm. um because if you if you just read it kind of just straight away it makes no well yeah. it makes sense but to me i was like huh what <laughs> like what is this yeah. about but actually with the context behind it um because it gives you a clearer picture yeah. and then helps you also apply it to your own life mm-hmm. so paul was in prison and he was going through torture and whatnot but how can we relate that to nowadays in the 21st century what are some of the stuff we're going through yeah. um and the fact that it's like written by a human and specifically letters to other people yeah, yeah it's so like it's so fascinating reading letters like that because it was 2,000 years ago, but it, like the similarities between them and like things we face like mm. today mm, are just so sure. intense that, yeah, I don't know, it's yeah. interesting. It's true. Um, yeah, and I suppose as well with, yeah, Genesis and Psalms, it is, yeah, as they say, like art and yeah. definitely like Genesis never claims to be a scientific book and, or an account of how the earth was made instead kind of like the fundamental if you're going to take one thing away from genesis is that god made the world or the universe and that it was good sure and like the order of things i suppose has a symbol like symbolic meaning with like the most important maybe like created last Mm. but yeah 
I think it's it's very easy to take the Bible as a sort of self-help guide. Mm. Um, but mm. actually, in order to fully understand it, you need to understand the context behind it. You need to understand the social and political situation of the time because I think then it makes it it's so much more enriching, but it also means that you can fully comprehend what they're saying. Yeah. Like in terms For of, sure. you're talking about Genesis, Ava, when it says, you know, people take it metaphorically, they take it literally, they can interpret it how they like. But we know that, you know, when it says seven days, mm. the interpretation of days in Hebrew was actually periods yeah. of time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was it meant periods of time. So in in, yeah. in sort That's of also how do you define God's day? Yeah, yeah exactly. he's above time. So he's it's like that's yeah, guess. exactly. So it's really interesting yeah. to to understand the the social and sort of cultural context of the time can completely transform yeah. the way yeah, you exactly. see the Bible, which I think is really yeah. cool. And with the whole, we were just before we started filming about. I have no clue where it says this, but I remember I was just thinking about it when it says in church about like women covering their heads, and it's like that kind of thing isn't relevant to someone in Western society because it's like, I mean, I don't ever have to cover my head ever, pretty much. And so it's like, obviously, I don't think we can dismiss that as like part of the Bible, but I think the point of that, if I'm remembering correctly, is that some women were kind of almost segregated when it came to like, some only the women who were married could cover their heads and all the others weren't. And so there was this kind of hierarchy of women within kind of the church or temple. Mm. Um, and so the point of saying women cover your heads is that all women cover your heads and it's like all women are equal in the eyes of God. Mm. And so I think understanding that message behind it is much mm. more important than looking at the actual thing, um, which I think was probably God's intention when kind of inspiring that. I think like a big part of reading the Bible, like there's a reason why God gave us a brain mm. for us to actually look at this and to use our brain and quit and ask. Because mm. I think our huge process of us getting to know God is asking questions. Mm. Um, and he may speak in a different, uh, he may, I believe in the Bible, he uses people to speak in a certain way so that we will ask questions about mm. it and not just take it as it is. Yeah. Um, using one of my favorite verses of Isaiah 40 verse 31, I'm, re I'm reading from ESV. It says, by they who wait for the Lord, they sh shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To me, when I first look at it, like they shall renew strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I'm like, what does that <laughs> mean? <Yeah. laughs> you are a bird, boy. Like, yeah. what, like, what, does that, what does that mean? Like, I'm going to fly? <laughs> what, like, flying, boy. But <laughs> Why am I not flying? Oh, but using our brains, you look into it. And one of the things that finding out, looking into that verse is, um, I've told some people about it because it is one of my favorite verses. Mm. If um, I don't know if you know about eagles, when a storm comes, wh what do you think like an eagle does? It. You you've told me this before, yeah, so I'm not going to answer. Yeah. Oh, feel um, free to go. Okay, I'm going to guess they fly towards it just because I'm going to be rogue. Yeah. It's relatively close to it. What uh, eagles? Eagles don't fly away from the storm. They actually okay. fly upwards and they fly over the storm okay. and they use the wind from the storm to carry them higher and further. Jeez. Which oh. is a resemblance of actually relying yeah. on God's strength Man. and not like uh, like f uh, yeah. f going away from something, but actually mm. relying on Him. But when you rely on God's strength, He will take you higher and further. Yeah. Mm. And it's uh, there's this intentionality of why mm. He used an eagle yeah. in that in that example inside yeah, the Bible. Yeah. But if you took it as just being like, uh, being literal, you won't get anywhere. But in the sense of like, it's okay for it to be in a sense metaphorical, but there's truth in it. It just shows how much like 
how every part of what God created points towards him. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Mm. 100%. And like, I always love this fact and like bringing it up, but with kind of, I think it was the New York Times, um, they've basically stopped putting the Bible as number one book every year because it will always be the number one book. Amen. And I just think so it's cool. so cool and like <laughs> so encouraging. Every year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, yeah. So another thing I think people talk about as well are kind of the rules in the Bible. Oh. And I think a lot mm. of people are put off because of how kind of blatant and set out they can be, mm. um, which I think can be so helpful when you actually just want to know what the rules are and how you can kind of live the life you want to. But then for people who are still kind of juggling all of like faith, the rules in the Bible and the way they're set out can be intense and kind of threatening yeah. almost. That's um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sister. No, no. In there. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, and I think that one's, that one likes, speaks profoundly to me because it's mm-hmm. definitely an attitude that i had um a couple years back and it was very i remember having a talk with my dad i was like yo bro like there's just hella rules in this book um <laughs> and um i think it was him maybe it was someone else but it kind of the way they set it up was the idea of like here's a square or like here's a rectangle you can do anything you want within mm-hmm. this kind of like fence let's say you've got utter freedom mm. um and and anything you do within this fence will be good and prosperous mm. and you'll live a good life um and i think um again it's all about context understanding why why are these rules in the bible mm. um, and if they're you know they're from god so yeah. Yeah. if you know the nature of god and you know, he's a good father yeah. he's yeah. gentle he's kind he's generous you actually kind of understand that these rules are actually mm. here to protect you yeah. just yeah. The, the nature of the word word rules is kind of like oh rules are meant to be broken there's mm-hmm. kind of like rebellious yeah. side to it um mm. and actually just from life experience when i've actually stayed within that kind of gate that fence of freedom if that makes sense yeah. when, I, when i roam about there i'm chilling like i'm mm-hmm. living a good life we out here we out here winning big wins <laughs> But um, the second I kind of dip out and try and do things in my own strength or actually dip out and think, oh, you know what? I'm wise enough to mm. navigate yeah. life by myself. And oh, I'm going to try this. Um, yeah. That's actually when mm. I kind of find myself in some tricky yeah. situations. And I think there's like God, as you say, like God will never put a rule in the Bible mm. for no reason. Right. Um, and I think, yeah, when you kind of, we were talking about this earlier, the difference between knowing and understanding and mm we use the analogy of war like someone you can tell someone war is bad but they don't necessarily fully take on what you say until they understand that war is bad Mm. and then they'll truly kind of hold that belief as well and so it's hard like on this earth to really understand the big picture of you know god and you know his majesty but yeah it's a whole thing of trust and like we there's such like a desire to see instant gratification in humanity in general mm. that like following a rule today rule again i say with like air quotations yeah. um today will not like necessarily bring us the result today as well which i think is such a struggle and which is why you know one of the reasons why faith can be such a difficult kind of thing to maintain um yeah yeah well i think you're right i think in as you said, rules and quotations. In following these rules, it's strengthening our faith. It's just mm. God is constantly there th- like through it all. And we know that 
despite it sometimes seeming difficult to stay within that that mindset and follow those rules it's actually he's just doing it to protect us Mm. Mm. and although he might not fully comprehend why we know that he sees our bigger picture he sees our life plan and he's he's doing it with our best intentions um, at heart so it might be really difficult and I say this completely hypocritically because we (laughs) all break those rules and we all um, sway from him but I think to to live our fullest lives and to live in his complete freedom we yeah. need to we need to follow these these rules um mm. not just to help ourselves but to help the people around us and to yeah. better True. their lives as well yeah. yeah and a similar analogy that myself and ethan had as well about like um the rules of the road and how if everyone was given a car and everyone was just driving around mm. madness like mm. There would be kind of there would be no freedom to drive where you wanted to, but I think the boundaries. I think yeah, I the better word for rules might be boundaries. Like with the boundaries of the rules of the road, yeah. there's kind of the ability to be free within the concept, and a car itself can literally get you places that going by foot can't, or going on the road, a hectic road can't as well. Let him know, so. sis. Oh, stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was the one you had? You yeah, no, yeah. Like, the example for me is it comes from, like, I hear a lot of people where it's like, oh, I don't like reading the Bible because it's got so many rules and then, like, and then I can't have fun. Mm. Uh, but the other side to that argument is like, God was, was the creator of fun. Actually, yeah. those rules were there so that you could have fun mm. with your yeah. life. But yeah. in sort of the under the right provision of God yeah. kind of thing. And the example yeah, yeah. was that of a football game. That if, imagine uh, a football match, you're watching it and they had no rules. Mm. It would be anarchy. anarchy. Yeah, like yeah. People would just do whatever they want. There'd be, there'd be no rules. Like you just wouldn't know, the game wouldn't run. Yeah. So like that in FIFA 20, you got that new mode where you've got no rules and you just slide tackling yeah. everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And the game wouldn't be as fun. It wouldn't be fun as to watch because you yeah. don't want to yeah. know what was happening. Yeah. But actually yeah. the rules in place helps things move along and you actually have a fun like it becomes it works well yeah and it's like from our perspective we can't see the bigger picture and we probably don't even i love the saying of like god has god has plans for us that bigger than we could even imagine Mm -hmm. and similarly like god knows us more than we know ourselves Mm. and if we just like yeah read the bible understand the rules but then also interpret the rules with the perspective of Mm. god reigning over us like no matter kind of what then we will probably end up with a better result having Mm. like followed the rules of god because Mm. he knows us better and because he yeah the creator of fun Mm. um and i always find it so funny like people trying to understand god but it's like we don't even understand like is it two-thirds of the like contents of the ocean or the creatures of the ocean yeah. yet we try to understand Facts. kind of the creator mm-hmm. what's that verse you like sis that 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 that, that one thing that jeremiah what's it jeremiah 29 11 how's it go again got it thank you Jonathan. Oh, no, no. Um, this is my favorite verse and it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future That's mm. right there. um which yeah. is just incredible. The fact that mm. above all else, despite our confusion and us sort of stumbling around in life, we, yeah. we know that he has a plan for us. And mm. this verse can be misinterpreted because it was actually speaking to a nation rather than a specific person. But I think we can take from that what we, what we must. That yeah. he, he knew us, bef- like he knitted us in the womb. He knew us before we were even True. conceived. Yeah. So mm. it's just like 
silly to yeah. assume that we know more than he does about our own lives and to yeah, go our own exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, and another thing that I have heard a lot, which is kind of the living word of God. Uh, and again, I say that in quotations. And, and I think that kind of stems from, my confusion of that stems from, I understand, like I know the importance of the Bible. And I always hear the like living word of God in conjunction with kind of encouraging to read the Bible. And I was just wondering like, if anyone has any ideas about like what that means and kind of, yeah, the importance of it being the living word of God. I think another thing I hear a lot is um, like the Bible's the only book that will like read you back. Kind of that Ooh. idea of like the living word of God is if you read a story, any other book, it's just, it's a story and yeah. it's cool. You finish it and you pop it back. But um, in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, mm. um, actually, you can read a, you can read the same verse in two seasons of your life and it can mean mm. com like completely different thing. Mm. And mm. Um, I mean, they say there's three ways that God will speak to you. One through his word, two through the small voice in your head, but also three through people. But mm. the first, the, the first, the most, personally, the most important one and the, the way where it's most consistent is just through your Bible. Um, mm. And it's really, it is insane that something that was written yeah. hella time ago yeah. um, can still be relevant in 21st mm. century. And that, I think, that's the kind of association of like the living word of God. It yeah. is never dead. It's always alive and it's always yeah. moving no matter who you are, what context you're in. Mm. Um, it's like ever changing, but it also stays the same. It's a bit paradoxical, yeah. but hey, that's, no, that's God in a nutshell. Right yeah, there. yeah, it's true. And I've heard once, I was just reminded of this actually from that, that like, um, it's so interesting. Say you're trying to read the Bible and you just have like you don't almost like have the right headspace for it and you're mm. trying to read it and you'll just because i definitely think the bible is interpretive that you interpret it in a way that you know probably isn't the way it's supposed to be but you're just like angry yeah. <laughs> i don't know um but then when you have the right kind of frame of mind and you read it again you kind of understand kind yeah. of the fruit of it yeah. and i've heard it being called like um the soundtrack that you read the bible to like the soundtrack oh. in your head. And if you're listening, if you're reading it with the kind of intention to find fault in it, you will just because, you know. That's what you're seeking. Yeah, that's what you're Fair. seeking. And if you're like Amazing. open to God, te like yeah. telling you things. Because I think it's so, like for me, trying to read the Bible in a year, sometimes like it starts with Genesis. And mm. I'm like, oh, not Genesis again. Like I've huh. read this like five times. But then you read it again and you're like, oh, this is something that I've never been, God's never pointed, you know, out to me before yeah. until now. And yeah, so I suppose that with the like living word of God, yeah, yeah. it's alive in the sense that yeah. kind of God works with it in a way that it's like clay almost. And he might be the same material, but it's like modern in different way to kind yeah. of mm. fit your oh, life. Nice. Oh, stop it. <laughs> in the yeah, I think um, I was talking to my mentor about the Bible mm -hmm. actually recently. Um, and she said something so insightful. It's really changed the way I see the Bible. Um, when the armor of God is described to us, mm. everything else but the word is described as something we can use f to defend ourselves. Mm. So you have the breastplate, you have things that we can use in yeah. battle that will defend us. But the only weapon, the only offensive item is the word. So we yeah. can, I think what I see when you say, you know, that the living word of God is something mm. we can use to help us go forward in battle, to help us improve mm. in life ourselves, but also improve our relationship with God, that mm. we can use it to ward away those lies yeah. that we're constantly told and things like that. Yeah. So it's 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 a weapon um 
which really transformed the way I see the Bible. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's actually my favorite um, verse of the Bible. Is it? Hey, come on. So yeah, nice. that's my favorite because it's like, yeah, I think it also it's so important in that verse as well. That kind of it, it doesn't like tell you stay strong, but it's like you can actually be active yeah. in kind of the pursuit of God mm. um, and the pursuit against kind of the enemy. Um, yeah. Out of curiosity, do you know where yes. that is in the Bible? Which verse it is? Ephesians uh, 6.10. That's Jesus. Yes. I'm a proper Christian. Actually, a bit oh. of, <laughs> <laughs> Joking. <laughs> a bit of something I've, Yeah, something I heard some time ago is the idea that actually um, the way that um, Paul was describing the sword of the spirit back then, a lot of the time when you think sword of the spirit, you're thinking of some long sword, you're like whacking the enemy <laughs> with or whatnot. But actually, I believe that the sword he was referring um, <clears throat> referencing was like a little dagger mm. and it was more kind of like it was more a sword it was a type of dagger where you would take out the arrows from you so you know so you <coughs> when you think of the shield of faith it's to stop the flaming arrows of the enemy and mm. the sword is almost to like take the arrows out of you and that kind of goes into mm. what you said like when, when when the lies come through yeah. the word of god you can actually take like be free mm. of those lies yeah um and it's kind of like that misinterpretation where mm. you think that um, we're out here like fighting and to be fair like through prayer and through all that like there's, that's definitely mm-hmm. kind of like another interpretation that I do like to think I don't think that uh, Christians should always be on the defense and waiting to be attacked but actually yeah. we can be forth and take charge and protect ourselves mm. but I think um, when you actually do like further research it's very interesting that Paul is maybe referencing a small dagger to actually yeah take, take away those out. lies and yeah. those doubts and how the enemy kind of mm. comes to steal yeah. kill and destroy and I would know. say like with that again interpreting the Bible I think both yeah, both work. God's intentions yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, like through that. Like it's so maybe God like even understood the translation of the Bible into it becoming a sword. Maybe mm. he even like pre- predicted that. I mean, God can't really predict things because he's outside time again. But like he kind of would maybe understand that this translation will happen. Mm. But I'll make sure that it's a translation mm. that still kind of carries my message. Straight up. Like mm. into a sword, which still, yeah, makes sense. Okay. Um. And now I feel like we fo- focused only on the New Testament. Mm. And I think the Old Testament is a really interesting kind Ooh. of half <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> the side. Um, that it's like contradictions isn't the right word, but there are some things in the Old Testament that I do have maybe some things that I would question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that is healthy because of the New Covenant. Mm. Mm. And yeah, so I suppose, um, how do we deal with maybe topics in the Old Testament that we don't necessarily agree with because there's the fattest hole missing, which is Jesus. Um, Yeah, I don't know if people have thoughts about that. I would say, and I could be way off, um, but I'm just I'm going to sound like a, a broken record player, but it is so essential to understand the context of the time. True. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm studying theology at the moment at school, uh, yes. not to the same extent See. as obviously like going to theology college. I please don't ask me about the Bible. I will not be able um, to Ellie, answer your every question. But we were we were discussing the idea of the Bible as a patriarchal document and a lot of the um, interesting, yeah. which was fascinating. It was so yeah. interesting. But what completely transformed it for people who were mm. religious and for people who had never read the Bible, we all had to study it in the same sort of uh, lens. Mm. Wow. But what completely transformed it was understanding, 
you know, in terms of um, the stories, what was going on at the time, mm. Mm. and actually how, even within the Old Testament, yeah, it was so freeing what was being said, yeah. um, particularly for for the women who were being oppressed. Mm. Actually, what we now interpret in modern day society as something so repressive yeah. and so and, yeah. stamping on us was actually just freeing. And with the like slave as well, like yeah. slaves obey your masters or whatever, and it's like. I remember Juliet was telling me this, that like it was actually generations and generations of, I think it was Jews that were in. Don't, I have no clue. So <laughs> don't quote <laughs> me at slaves. all. Huh? Those who had slaves. Yeah, about? well, just the slaves yeah. in general. Well, whatever, the group of the people, people. Yeah, in the Old Testament, there's some slaves um, and it's them. And they had, it was generations back. Huh. And it was actually saying like the rule, the kind of, the rules given to them once they were liberated were not again like links back to the kind of the rules like they weren't the rules were so like helpful for them because it was like they had never lived in a kind of society where there were boundaries because they were enslaved and so it's like the rules god gave them weren't wasn't like god invading in their like the way they lived before and then telling them like this is not good and instead do this but actually they had nothing and this was kind of the foundations of kind of god building up their like society um basically from nothing um yeah it's so interesting though it is fascinating um i think another thing to well we've basically said this already but mm. the old testament is missing jesus which is mm. hopefully the most fundamental part <laughs> of your belief if you're a christian <laughs> um so i think yeah. having that mindset when you're reading it i'm not saying disregard everything that is said mm. because it is just as important as the new testament and yeah. so vital in understanding our history yeah um but also just taking it with a pinch of salt because yeah, yeah. it's also it's god's words but through a human lens it's humans mm. writing it so therefore it's going to be imperfect there are going to be things yeah. you read which are almost written to question and mm. to tr like be troubled yeah. about so i think understanding yeah. that and i think also just from like a point of interest like comparatively the old and new testament is so interesting because the from like um living a living life and understanding kind of the great love of god f like for jesus to come and that kind of thing but also there's a point where jesus existed and jesus didn't in like incarnation form mm. and like comparing how god was in the old testament and then how god was in the new it's like comparing that just kind of shows like the great change that Jesus made and like actually understanding that change can um, like strengthen faith, mm. I think. Yeah, I think like one of the contrasts is like, like kind of going back to slaves, like back in the Old Testament, like it was quite a big culture to have, have slaves mm. in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, um, it was still part of culture, but then um, Jesus in the picture there was a this is verse in Ephesians 6 verse 5 talking about slaves obeying your earthly masters that's the one yeah yes but this is an example of like when you're reading the Bible continue reading continue like yeah. don't just like take a verse take because literally like what uh, Ephesians 6 verse 9 it then says masters treat your slaves in the same way yeah so it's not just like the slaves need to yeah. be submissive but it's also like masters you also need to treat your slaves um mm. well yeah um, but you could just look at the the verses like literally 
like three before that and just look mm. at like oh slaves need to submit to their masters but actually mm. there's yeah. this um balance between the two that actually I which actually yeah. g- um goes to every relationship mm. like treat others as you would like to be treated kind yeah. Of. yeah and obviously that's not an ideal situation that like slaves kind of that whole thing but it's like i again like because it's written by humans and the social context at the time it's like god works mm-hmm. you know god gives us even if it's not good situations god still kind of gives us yeah. um his word within that yeah. well i i find there's a lot of um one of the biggest issues of today is that people kind of just take information without like kind of like how ellie said just without taking the context in like important thing to do is like ask when when something was asked who it was written to um and why it was written to those to those people mm. and also like the author the person who wrote it and mm. yeah. all those things are so important uh, mm. questions to ask because uh, mm. i remember like watching uh i can't remember one of the, a, a comedian i don't know if it was jim carrey or, or someone else um he made a joke and you, you can take it as a joke it's fine but he mm. made a joke it was like how come in the Bible talks about um, like all the animals fitting onto an ark and everyone was laughing? It's like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, how can every single animal in the world fit onto an ark? But and that might be something that you uh, people mm. think as well. But if you look into the Bible, you can you, all you need to look towards is uh, I think it's Genesis six verse fifteen, mm. and it gives you the exact measurements of the ark. And I don't know if you know how big the ark was. It was Tell me. It's big. <laughs> it's quite big. Three hundred cubit cubits. Which is equivalent Sorry, to <laughs> cubits, you know. Cubit. Yeah. Uh, Mad. A lot. Measurement. Big. Basically the technical word is big. Big. Yeah. Big. Big. Um, <laughs> big basically it was like seven stories <laughs> high. Seven stories high. Mm. And equivalent to one and a half football fields. Okay, that's big, but also you might think like that's yeah. still not big enough to fit every single animal in yeah. the world. Also but it's also like the way different species are made, it's like breeding and then, and yeah. basically, and then populations form. And it's, yeah, yeah. sorry, Tang- yeah. tangential <laughs> madness. So an- another thing about it is that um, not every animal was actually on the ark. Mm-hmm. What's actually to be said is that the original species of every animal, other yeah. than maybe birds and fishes, because they didn't really necessarily yeah. need to be on the ark, but the original, <laughs> the original species. There's water everywhere else, and then you put fish on the ark. How <laughs> stupid! So like you <laughs> wouldn't, so you wouldn't find like oh. the animals you see today, yeah. like li- uh, lions or tigers. You would see the original mm. cat species. Yeah. The original um, so horse species. Mm. The original. Uh, bear I saw species. the funniest <laughs> meme when it was this picture I of this it. kid's book. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And you know the way lion, male lions have manes, yeah. and female yeah. ones don't. And it was, they were basically all going up the ramp next to each other um, to the ark. Yeah, and there were two male lions, and it was like, how's this gonna work? <laughs> Good one. Anyway, I'm sorry. Sorry, no one laughs. Okay, we move on. I'm laughing now. Don't Thanks. Um. Okay. So I was wondering, just from everyone's perspectives here, um how you read the bible if you read the bible if you don't read the bible how you think it would be good to mm. read the bible if i say bible one more time i'm gonna die i so hey me and the bible we've had a tricky tricky relationship but actually recently i've been more committed um and more disciplined to read it um i think uh, there's been a couple couple books or a couple key characters in the bible which mm-hmm. i'm like you know what i just need to do some investigations like David or Joseph and Genesis. At the moment, I'm reading Joseph. Um, and 
um personally uh actually having like a physical copy with me at mm. all times and like pocket size if possible helps because if i leave my bible at home or just in my bag i just won't mm. i just won't open it up but if i actually have it like in um in my, my coat pocket like one of my bigger coats um just having it there and like feeling it like the weight i'm like oh okay cool there's that conviction but also <laughs> it's kind of like it's it's in my day-to-day same as if my phone's in my pocket i'll go straight for it but if i'm on the tube and i've got like a 45 minute commute to uh to, to work then it's like oh actually you know what let me let me just whip it out and Please let me specify your location oh to, 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 to church Jake. um yeah, I'm just like, oh, you know, let, let me, let me, let me get a couple of verses in, maybe a book or two, a book, lol, a chapter, definitely mm-hmm, not a book. No. I'm not a fast reader. Skim reads yeah. Bible. No, a couple <laughs> of chapters, um, and that's really helped. And I think a lot of the mm. times I'm thinking, oh, if I'm reading the Bible, or the, one of the misconceptions I had is I've got to sit down and read the Bible for two hours, but ten minutes here and there. And the most important thing to me is actually before I start reading, just to pray, come Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, and like. <laughs> you know may i interpret this the way it needs to be interpreted yeah. and that's that way like even reading one verse even if it's just one verse can like mm-hmm. have such a deep and profound impact yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah like top tip from jonathan just keep your bible with you pocket size mm-hmm. buy the yeah. thing keep it in yeah. your pocket and with the app it's just like so easy to be like oh, instagram yeah. whoops <laughs> yeah. for sure for um, sure and yeah and what about routine for people like is that something we're into I I struggle a bit with routine just because I feel like after a while it becomes a bit of a chore Mm -hmm. and I never the Bible is so important I never want to feel like I'm doing it because I feel I have to Mm -hmm. and it because it's another rule I have to do yeah um but actually you should read the Bible because you want to pursue a relationship with God and that should be your main focus Mm -hmm. I struggle with routine as I said I've been through like times of literally not picking up my Bible for months and that's not good <laughs> because I've seen patterns in it that when I'm not reading my Bible, I just, I'm sad or I don't have, a, you yeah. know, I have less guidance in my life. So I experience tougher times and I'm not saying yeah. obviously if you read your Bible, your life will be amazing, but it, I think it equips you more. Yeah. Um, but for me, what's helpful is just anytime I have a spare minute, picking up my Bible, again, physical copy in my mind, or something like Youth Bible in one year, which is great, little plug, read it on Spotify, Apple Music, find it. Yeah. Um, But just a little often is Mm. helpful. So I like to read it on the way to school or before Mm. bed, somewhere where you can have a quiet time by yourself and you're not going to be distracted Mm. is what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, not having the association of a chore with the Bible is really Mm. helpful. yeah anything yeah I, I think for myself personally i quite like to have i i like routine but it's also being prepared for interruption so like mm-hmm. i Ooh. i'm doing the i'm doing the bible in one year yeah yeah uh, but then sometimes getting caught in the morning i can't do the whole devotional so mm-hmm. i'll read just a, a verse of scripture mm-hmm. um but i think there's the intentionality of like taking it to heart and not just reading it which mm-hmm. is like the most important thing for me yeah. um something as simple as like i can't go i won't leave to, leave to go to the gym unless i've done like i've spent time with god kind of thing right. even come in the gym yeah. like i'll listen to like worship music kind of thing bible yeah. over body yeah. come on <laughs> but yeah because i feel like there's that importance yeah that for me the importance of the bible is like that is that's actually my source that is my mm-hmm. strength yeah um Kind of not the gains at the gym. No. <laughs> yeah. um, no. My strength was not mm-hmm. my own. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think another thing that really helps is that um, 
that really helped me before was actually I did a Bible plan with uh, with my girlfriend. So mm-hmm. that was actually a good sort of motivation for us to do that together. And it yeah. gave me like a structure. To, to yeah. Yeah, community. Yeah, sick. it's yeah, like borderline sure. of like, um, what's the word? Accountability. Mm. And yes. like, yeah, exactly. I find like, yeah, I can so easily just be like, well, no one knows that I'm not reading my Bible, so I can carry on. Yeah. But that's such a like bad mentality already that I have. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, but like as an accomplishment, I even even doing that Bible plan with my girlfriend, I actually fell behind um, yeah. due to sub- circumstances. But because we were doing it together, I'm just like I want to. I actually want to finish this. Yeah. So I cu- I tried to catch up, and it mm. seven days became a few weeks. <laughs> but but it was wow. like this tension that, like, that I wanted to like I wanted to get it done. Yeah. yeah. I think there is that wanting. It's like yeah, I actually yeah. Wanna, yeah yeah yeah, For sure. and it's probably something that it's like you only see the value in it once you've done some mm. and then you'll really kind of start seeing the fruit of the Bible. Yeah. And it's also like, if you have the Bible in your mind, God can't remind you of things when you're walking down the street from the Bible if you haven't read the Bible. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just like, yeah. I feel like it opens another door for kind of God to speak to you. As you said, the three things. What were they again? Oh, uh, the first one, scripture. Second one's like the small voice. So that would be like walking down the sh- street and some like scripture mm. pops into your mind. And the third is like, just random people. Yeah. Not more, more, just people. Yeah. Having a word for you and saying, oh, God's, God's saying this. I feel like that's yeah. ex- experience as well. Uh-huh. It's like through experience. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Great. Um, and I think personally, yeah, Bible in one year, as Ellie mentioned, mm. um, exploring my strange Bible is really cool for like um, podcast, for like mm. really, really like going into like, going into the bible if that makes Deep. sense and like really really like yeah understanding the bible project as well oh and come on um and then the gospels as well um as kind of a basis right Would yeah to start with the yeah. gospels life of jesus and I, that. I find commentaries really helpful again mm. i keep on talking about context but it's just really good for putting it yeah. in perspective and getting other people's opinions because yeah you see the Bible in a new light. Like you said, yeah. you've read Genesis like so many times and every time you're sort of like, oh, I have to read it again. But in reading it and seeing it in a different light, it can transform yeah, it. absolutely. Sure. And it's also so interesting that also God might have deliberately made me read that at that time. Mm. So that, anyway, mm. God's cool, whatever. Sweet. We move. Um, God's cool, in conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion, God's cool. Um, great. So I think, should we just go around and kind of, we can have a think about it, no pressure. But if there's like one thing taking away from this podcast that um, we all kind of, that stands out to us that we'd like to share. Yeah. Oh, can I go first? Yeah. Pick okay, me, pick me. Um, I think the idea that the Bible is complex mm-hmm. and where, you know, whether it be looking at the Old Testament or the New Testament, um, there's a reason why everyone mm-hmm. has like some s- sort of different theology and mm-hmm. there's some similarities, but people also like differ. And the idea of like, you know, it's okay, like agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, I think as long as you know that, you know, the main kind of message of the Bible and of Jesus essentially just love. Mm. Um, can I think that single word can very much enca- encapsulate the whole yeah, thing. Exactly. Um, and yeah, you'll be good to go. But mm. um, yeah, everyone will interpret it some way. Yeah. Um, and be open to that and have some healthy conversations about it. Talk cool. about talk about your Bible, man. Yeah. yeah. No, For true. sure. I feel like uh, maybe for me is that I think a lot of people will read the Bible almost expecting it for to to be like a whole like a rubbish or 
um, what do you call it, just gibberish kind of thing. Mm. But I really challenge you, like, if you're reading the Bible, actually, when you're reading it, it's like, having a perspective, like, if this is true, what does this mean? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I take yeah. that chance. Like, okay, if this mm. is true, what does this actually mean? Yeah. How does it apply to me today? How does this apply in the past kind of thing? Yeah. I take that, like, I dare you if this actually is truth what does that mean for me mm. yeah nice yeah that's really cool um i would say the bible is so powerful in itself mm. but it really fully can transform your life if you take it alongside the holy spirit mm. like jonathan was saying starting reading your bible by praying and saying holy spirit yeah you know open this to me let me see yeah. what you're trying to tell me mm, come on. um because it is in sometimes it, it won't apply to your life it's not yeah. always when you're reading the old testament yeah. and it's a book about mm. i don't know slaves we're not actually slaves but with holy spirit and with this idea of you know metaphors and stuff we can see that we can apply it to mm. our own lives and sure. we can yeah understand that fully so just praying mm. alongside it you know it's the same if you just worship you're not going to have a great relationship with God. You need the Bible. You need prayer. You need mm. community. You need everything all mm. together in yeah. order to reap the benefits. No, it's very true. And yeah, like the living word of God, it kind of makes more sense now. <laughs> that like <laughs> it's living with, it's probably only living because the Holy Spirit intervenes as well, um, often. Um, yeah, and just a final thought which was kind of reminded to me by Jonathan, um, which was like, the Bible has been used to both justify slavery and to say that slavery is wrong. And so, yeah, basically, the Bible's all interpretive. But if you, again, yeah, like talk about love, is this loving? Yeah. Then I think we'd get the answer right, to yeah, be honest. So, yeah, we'll just end with a prayer. So, dear God, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about the Bible. Um and yeah, I just pray that kind of we all feel encouraged to read more about um, your life and what you've done for other people. Um, and yeah, I just pray that we'll take the time to really think about what the Bible means to us, but also from the perspective of trying to interpret the Bible in a way that you'd want us to. And that kind of carries your word. Um, amen. Amen.